Welcome to By the Sword, where we discuss the modern study of historical European martial arts, or HEMA, with instructors, experts and martial artists from all over the world. In today's episode, I speak to Kerry Kurtz v. MacArthur of London Historical Fencing Club. We talk about the journey from Scotland to England, as well as the journey of becoming a HEMA instructor. The episode was recorded on Instagram Live, 3rd of April, 2022. Kerry Kurtz v. MacArthur, my guest today for the live stream. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Um, now, um, we were talking earlier, we had a little chat beforehand, you've got a, a rather kind of circuitous route into where you are now, like, so we've got a lot to sort of talk about your, your Hema backstory. Uh, you've, been, you've been to a few places, tell us uh, about how you got into swords and how you landed where you are now. So probably about nine years ago, I've been running the maths and COVID just confuses all numbers. Um, I, one of my friends, um, when I was living in Edinburgh, um, had been going on about how they were doing swords and that they were loving it and this was so amazing and everything. I was just kind of like, oh, I want to do that. I want to swing a sword around and have fun and do all this. Um, so I started with uh, the Don Duelists uh, at that point, ran by a guy named Martin Page. And so I was doing longsword at that point, German longsword, and did that for, I think, solidly for about a year. And then got um, got interested in sort of single-handed weapons, did one session of rapier and had way, way, way too sore, sore hands because it was so heavy and I had just mistakenly believed, oh, I do longsword, my hands will be fine. No, <laughs> they needed to build the strength. Um, so I then went over to Black, um, Blackboard with mm-hmm. Ian McIntyre and Phil Crawley where I did small sword and sabre. Um, was there for another, got my about two, three years. And then I was moving down to England because I now live in London. Um, for those who, who don't know me that well, um, I moved down to, originally to Cambridge and came down with my friend Stephen Donahoe and we opened up um, Blackboard Cambridge. At that point, I was purely in an administrative role, dealing with money, making sure people turned up on time, bringing swords to classes, that, that sort of runner uh, role. And um, with some encouragement from, from Ian and Phil and from Sue Kirk, um, I eventually took on the kind of instructor um, job, which is really good because Stephen sadly no longer teaches because um, he teachers in schools. So I ended up taking over the, the class and, and ran that. And then to my, my other my other side is that I eventually got invited to teach Sabre at um, London Historical Fencing. So I started teaching there um, and it's been a great time. So did you end up in London for work or uh, did yeah. you? Yeah. And yeah. I presume you moved to Cambridge for the same reason. Exactly. Yeah, I, I came down because there was there was brighter opportunities, um, but needed the swords to back everything else up. It is funny because I noticed when when my uh, my sort of very young students fl- fl- fly the nest to go off to university, 
something that they take into consideration i don't know how seriously they take it into consideration <laughs> when they're looking at you know unis is like what hema clubs are nearby <laughs> i've had the same thing because one of the one of the chaps at the london um he he's talking about uh, going to uni in the next couple of months and he's like D do you know any any clubs in like this area and that area and i'm like I'm sure we can find them <laughs> yeah or create them <laughs> always an option yeah I mean a lot a lot of HEMA clubs kind of start out as university clubs as well don't they mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. um but yeah uh, so you've had a quite a, a journey so nine years of HEMA uh, mm -hmm. and and now you're an instructor at uh, LHFC um yep. so um what was it at what point in your kind of on your on your path did or and how did instructing come to you i think because we we had this sort of dual scenario at cambridge which i'm, I'm still still running and still there most wednesday nights um we kind of needed another body to do things mm -hmm. and Stephen's lovely and I don't know he might be lurking in the chat um he really liked combatives and saber and bayonet and everything like that um wasn't as much of a fan of small sword mm. um which is black boar's kind of second weapon so you, you do both so we kind of needed somebody to start doing it so i sort of picked up doing that and then every couple of weeks Stephen would be sort of off and he'd be, send me a lesson plan and go right we're gonna we're gonna cover this tonight what what are you thinking can you can you pick it up for me and i'm like oh yeah you know um and eventually it just kind of through repetition ended up ended up having to having to do it and then wanting to do it as well um yeah. and i had some great encouragement um i will always give her props to to sue kirk who really pushed like go sit your il1 get that get your first aid training and and go for it that's brilliant so you had mm -hmm. uh sue kirk who of course we've had on here uh, before uh for an interview as your mentor or one of your mm -hmm. mentors uh, to become an instructor um now I, I just want to sort of say to you and to everyone watching the seven of you at the moment and anyone listening to this as a podcast uh, the reason i started this podcast was a because there was a pandemic and my event got cancelled and i was like what do i do uh, i'll interview all the uh, instructors that i've got and i ran out of those so i did all the instructors from the previous years and then i ran out of those so i just started searching all around the world for women instructors because i don't know about you kerry but whenever i see a, a hema event there's frequently like uh very few women on the bill of uh, mm. like the workshop like who's leading the workshops or there's none uh yeah the last event i looked at had no women on it at all and i think that's very sad because you know there's people like sue uh who's one of my heroes really just you know her sort of role in the british humor scene cannot be understated she's she's just an absolute powerhouse for just mm -hmm. encouraging people a to become instructors and to just enjoy this this art for what it is but also just like she's one of these people who just makes you feel like you can do anything um yeah and i think that is a, the greatest one of the greatest uh, attributes that an instructor can have is just someone who's just so passionate and and just loves their 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 martial arts so much that they just want you to go they make you go i want to do this and um someone who's sort of um, you know a woman in that role as an instructor being a role model to sort of sh so show to people look it can be done 
it mm-hmm. is so important and i've i've interviewed I, I, my this is season five of the podcast season one was just women instructors and i i think i interviewed around about 100 women in the end yeah um oh no no no, no sorry it was I, I think at that point i think it's something like 60 something women i'd interviewed uh and it's like people go oh, there aren't any women instructors there are just so many so many yeah the, the, and it's and i think sometimes and i I remember a couple of months ago listening to your your one with Sue and like the conversations around like not putting ourselves out there mm-hmm. and I think that can be like a real limit for us it's the the waiting to be invited rather than saying yeah. hold on I'm, I'm gonna do this um I'd gotten really lucky because I, I met Sue very early on in my in my HEMA career and uh, Jenny Garside who is another blackboard instructor she does a uh, Cheshire branch um so I kind of had there there was enough girls to have a little girl corner and be like yeah we're 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 still going to do this um which was always really great because we need we need more people we do and uh as a criticism I've heard is like that of women in general like this isn't just this this is in all sort of you know events uh I remember because I was in the writing community quite hard quite ardently about a decade ago and people who organise uh, cons say, would say that women writers wait to be asked and men, mm-hmm. male authors put themselves forward and go, I want to go on that panel. I want to be, I want to talk about this. I don't know if it's like that in HEMA or other martial arts. I know I personally don't invite myself to things. I, I wait to be asked. And that's mm-hmm. often because when someone's, invite, when someone's um, making an event, they seek people out before they announce it. So it's got to be by invitation. So people are actively seeking out the people that they want to be Mm -hmm. at their events. They're actively choosing who they want to represent HEMA by that effect. Um, Something Cherry says here, Sue can make you feel amazing and teach you so passionately at the same time as choking you or stabbing you repeatedly. I concur. Yeah, great. (laughs) perfectly <laughs> so yeah i think you know the the fact that we've got women's instructors out there um the, you know we just need to we need to invite them in and i said it earlier i said it i think it was yesterday i did a post and i said you know there are so many women instructors there are even more women fences in hema when you go to an event you don't see them because it tends to be just blokes that go to events um by the sword i created for that reason and it's always like you know we always get a lot of uptake and very new people and there are even more women out there and non-binary folks who would love to take up hema they're just waiting to be asked you know they're just waiting to be shown or invited in like this is for you it isn't just Mm -hmm. about you know strapping six foot white guys um it's it's for everyone so um that's kind of what this channel is all about um uh, when sorry i've gone off off piece a little bit there so yeah. talking about instructing <laughs> um and you said there was a point where you were like you're you're kind of doing it as a favor to help out your instructor as i sort of i'll back you up and i'll you know while you're busy i'll do it but then you got to a sort of tipping point where you're like, actually i'm quite enjoying this do you think at that point was when you thought i really want to i want i consider myself to be an instructor and this is the path i'm going to go down i don't think i considered myself an instructor at that part Mm -hmm. i i still very much was like no i'm I'm just you know the helper the the lend a hand um 
I don't really feel didn't really feel like an instructor properly until other people started telling me I was an instructor. Um, I had a, a lovely exchange at my my first fight camp um, that I still apologise many years for being the drunken person stagging home to the tent and waking everyone up. Um, but I, the next day, had ran into Sam from Renaissance Fencing and he went, oh, oh, you're, you're Kerry. I'm like, oh, no, like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I, I know I was loud. Oh, no, I hear you run a really good sabre class. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Me? Sure. Like, I'm just, I'm just throwing some drills together and trying to, trying to make things work. <laughs> Your reputation precedes you. <laughs> So yeah, I think I think a lot of women. I mean, it's probably it's probably true of a lot of people in general uh, in uh, HEMA who sort of end up in those positions do it out of necessity to help out um, because you know we're not we're all volunteers in HEMA, aren't we? When no one's yeah. no one well, very few people are professionals, and even they are you know working really hard to make it work. It's it's hard to make money in HEMA, very mm -hmm. difficult um so we're all we're all doing it out of love um and i think for a lot of people like that kind of i'm doing it as a favor is what balances out that old imposter syndrome that a lot of people experience they're like oh i'm not a proper instructor i'm just you know i'm just me i just you know, i just throw some drills together whatever i'm not really but actually you know we're all just i think i like the way kaya sadowski described it is we're all just students. It's just that some yeah. have been doing it a bit longer than others. So you're, you know, if you take on someone new, you're just benefiting from my experience, and I'm, you know, you're, we're all going to sort of learn together, kind of thing. Is is another way of looking at it. But um, yeah, you when you were uh, so you started off in Dawn Duelist doing Longsword, then yes. you went to Blackboard, also in Edinburgh. Uh, where the you said the primary weapons are uh, saber, or was it was it broadsword? Saber and small sword. Saber and small sword are the, are the two weapons. Um, I, I guess the the long sword's kind of taken a back seat now, has it? Yeah, sadly, I just I think I was I, I came to longsword when it was still so rock and roll and ready, and, yeah. and foolish decisions were made, um, <laughs> which I'm sure many. Uh, Many people can relate. Um, I got I got pretty sore fingers one day, and just kind of was like, mm, maybe not as often. Um, I have been convinced by um, one of the one of the folks from LHFC to at least bring a long sword next week for buy the sword. And if anyone hasn't got their tickets, why not? Buy tickets. <laughs> tickets are available until midnight tonight. BST is plugging it there. Yep. Yeah, go get the plug in. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring a longsword on next week, and that that might be the the first longsword lesson I've had in about four years. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm thinking if you got into HEMA nine years ago, the gloves were absolute balls then. Uh, yeah. So I'm not surprised that you were not very keen to put your hands at, uh, at the mercy of a longsword. So they've they've come on a bit since then. I mean, they're not perfect. Oh, yeah. But we were, Christ, we were fencing with blunts and hockey gloves. <laughs> and one thing, yeah, I think this was, were breaking every week. Uh, I think things have moved on a little bit since then. They're, they're not, you know, they're not amazing, uh, but things are definitely better than they were. 
I, I, don't, oh, yeah. I don't blame you because I, I mean I started off with side sword and then rapier which is very good hand protection mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. so I don't blame you for picking up small sword and, and, and saber for to still kind of like get the thrill of fencing without the oh, yeah. kind of um, you know, you know that, I think you know being risk averse is a good thing but it can get to a point where you where it affects your fencing uh, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you're just not fighting to the best of your ability because of that um, so that kind of you know we'll take long sword away so that leaves small yeah. sword and saber now I have to ask you Kerry what, what's your favorite child oh oh now, this is always this is always the the tear. This is the the, the difficult one, and it would change day to day. Um, <laughs> it's that mm, right. So I've got two saber classes I've got to plug. But I've got the small sword symposium in, Oct in October that I'm teaching at as well. So oh, which 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 one would you do? Um, I oh, maybe saber today. Might be different next week. Maybe saber today. What's the date of the small sword symposium? Do you know? Uh, I believe it's the first weekend in October. Okay, it might be my, um, my birthday. Sounds love. <laughs> there's always one event that everyone just can't make. No, 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 I've always wanted to go. I've always wanted oh, to go. I want to go there on my birthday. Uh, I think it's always on my birthday. Um, so, yeah, I, and I've, I've never been to Scotland, so... Yeah, you, I know. you need to come up then. It's, it's, uh... <laughs> it's a... I, I do one. I love it because I've well, got to love it. But two, it's just a fantastic event. The the camaraderie of the people up there is always really, really good. Um, the you get to fence people that you just don't get to see most of the time. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a terribly like tournament heavy event. It has a tournament. But I think we have now officially moved to the tournament happens in the small room and the fun go fence who you like happens in the big room, um, which kind of is, is very much the vibe of it. Mm -hmm. And I love a tournament. I love the competitiveness. It's always great fun. Mm -hmm. um, but it just is one of those quite relaxed weekends. It's, it's, it's an interesting vibe. I, I, I'm going to see if I can wrangle it so i can go I'll, I'll look at my calendar and see what i can do i really really want to go so i can fence you in the big yes. room <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah so this week it's it's saber and next week it might be small sword uh i've got to say i'm i I'm, i i primarily myself study uh rapier and side sword but uh i do like small sword and um i'm trying to get into saber i i'm just you know, it's it uses different muscles that I'm not used to, but I want I want to get into it. So uh, my partner got me a spadroon recently, which is Ooh. like I'll, I'll need like, to, I'll need to know, see that next week. <laughs> if you've got that next week, I want to have a nosy because yeah. we've got we've got to see all the new shinies. Yeah, I'll bring it. I'll bring it to the event and we can have a play. Um, so uh, I'll just for the folks who are joining, there's ten of you at the moment. So. At half past the hour, uh, I will throw the floor open and you can, uh, if you've got any questions uh, for Kerry, whether it's about small sword, sabre, uh, 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 the event up in Scotland, uh, the small sword symposium, which she's teaching at, anything you want to ask her, uh, then please do. Uh, but my next question for you is a bit deep and it's a bit broad, is what mm -hmm. does HEMA mean to you? 
I think HEMA to me is it is community, which I think is probably quite a cliche dance that lots of people come with. But when I first moved down to Cambridge, um, that first year being away from home was really, really difficult. Mm. And the people that kept me down here were the people that I was fencing. Mm. Um, I lived next door to a girl who was coming to our class and her partner lived across the road. So the three of us would constantly be fencing together. Um, I'd come down and see Sue and, and Mark Rind and, and all of the, the guys down at LHFC. And it kind of just kept me a little bit together mm. um, when I was really, really struggling. Um, and it just has gotten better from there. Um, I think most of most of my friends that I see on a day-to-day -day basis are HEMA people. They are people I met through fencing. Either they still fence or they, they don't any longer, but that's how how we came to to be together and i really can't say anything when you know my i've just moved in with my partner and i met him through fencing as well so it's hi Tabs. <laughs> partly in the chat somewhere <laughs> oh I, I, let me see if he's in the chat he might be there um oh, just a couple of comments here from folks uh we were talking about the old the bad old days curious inventions says lacrosse gloves good old good times and uh Thierry says Spadroon is the best sword. <laughs> I'll reserve judgment until I've until I've learned it better. Um, so yeah, HEMA is you know like you say it is community and um, in a kind of educational sense it is like it's a collective hive mind of, of experience. Mm. But also what you described there is is you know when when I I don't know if you've listened to any of them the sorts of mental health podcasts that I do with Jonna and, and co but a couple of them yeah yeah so like what we always end up coming back to is like how does swords you know support your mental health well it's the people um mm -hmm. it, it is you know it's the activity but it's also the the people that you see week in week out that have nothing to do with your work environment and they're mm -hmm. not your family or your sort of family but you know there are a bunch of people that you are close to because of your shared passion but of course along the way you kind of make these you know connections with people and they become they become an important part of your life and on a per sort of interpersonal level that can be really really important like you know leaving your country to go and live in another country is stressful and uh, mm -hmm. you know it can be very isolating and then the pandemic happens uh you know i can only imagine <laughs> the kind of sort of stresses yeah, that you must have been under but you know to have people around you who are there for you um is a is a huge huge deal really um what time is uh, almost there so um next question if you could go back nine years to beginner kerry what advice would you give her so there's there, there's one that's very like I kind of say to everybody and that's go at your own pace mm. like fast will come later mm. right if you can get a good structure and you can um build from that you you're good the speed will come like, through repetition that that will will come but there's no point trying to just flail in um you're just gonna injure yourself and other people it's not a good plan mm. and then the other one was um one that i can remember from one of my early sort of sword assessments um that i was sitting and it was ian mcintyre telling me um 
don't take this too seriously. Um, at that point, we were in this like like gym in the middle of Edinburgh, and it's like we're in a corrugated iron shed in Leith, playing around with swords. It's not the end of the world if you fail. Just keep trying. Yeah, excellent point. Um, so, I'm just going to ask the folks at home, if you've got any questions uh, for Kerry, do stick them in the comments. Or uh, at the bottom of your phone screen, you'll see a question mark. Uh, just tap that and add a question and we will open it and we will read it out and, and Kerry can answer anything you might not want to ask as of 14, 15 of you watching now. Oh. <laughs> um, Napalm Jet Slam, whoever that is, is waving. Thank That's Tabs. That's Tabs. On his little used Instagram account, but that is Tabs. <laughs> yeah, not even a profile picture. Um, oh, here we go. Sue Fastness. What's your favourite Ooh. saber system? Excellent question. Oh, I, I, I grew up, I grew, grew up, I grew <laughs> up on Hutton. Um, and that is still the one that I default to. Like most Hutton. of the language I use, yeah, Hutton, uh, Cold Steel. Cold yeah. Steel, yeah. Um, most of the language I stick to is, is Hutton. Um, I have delved into some American Civil War manuals. Um Ooh. Because Stephen, that that's one of his big big in interests, or it was his time period that he was interested in. Mm -hmm. um, so we've done some things like Henry Wayne. Um, it was really interesting, um, just from the differences in in the mechanics and the the heavier swords and what what they do. But yeah, I think I think Hutton's probably still my favourite because well, it makes it's in here, it's really deep in here. And he's and he's kind of like one of the HEMA pioneers as well from the sort of the, yeah. the early wave of HEMA. Interesting guy. Um, yeah, I've never studied in any hunting, um, so yeah, you like you have to go over that with me when I see you at the weekend next week. Yeah. Um, so Hutton, who was the other chap? The American one. Um, Henry Wayne, um, his stuff, it's all, um, and I'm totally forgetting my history off the bat, so I've forgotten what side of the Civil War he was on, um, but his manuals are designed for great big heavy, heavy sabres, so there's an awful lot more sort of throws from the sort of elbow and the shoulder, mm -hmm. rather than sort of wrist um, movements, um, so I think that's kind of another reason why I quite like it, because it is so far disconnected from Hutton, which is a lot more wristy. Um, and working with a far lighter sword um, so you can be a lot quicker and should be nippy things rather than having to sort of put more power behind it and if that's from the civil US Civil War I'm taking it as like for uh, battlefields and skirmishes yeah. rather than uh, rather than the sound yeah uh, that one bearded gent says any recommended reading um, Cold Steel uh, also, hi John. <laughs> uh, Gerard uh, for Small Sword, massive mm -hmm. fan of Gerard. Um, though I am now leaning a little bit towards MacArthur um, because it's a little bit simpler and also it's a namesake. So namesake. I kind of, kind of feel like I have to, to, to do some reading on it. Um, so that would be my. And um, basically everything you can get your hands on is is most of my recommendation. But those are, those are probably the the two easiest to get hold of ones. Um, I, I had an interesting chat with someone who uh, I was online late last night when I was supposed to be asleep, uh, and someone messaged the page uh, Ken Jitsu sparring a lovely chap from from the Midlands, 
and he's uh, uh he he does um a japanese martial arts but he's getting into hema and he asked mm -hmm. me an interesting question he said uh, i'm just sort of uh, getting into sword and shield stuff to sort of see how that relates to my japanese martial arts he said you know that's like interesting to sort of compare the two and he said do you think it's important to study one particular master really really well or is it better to cast your net wide and pick from a selection of masters from a sort of similar mm -hmm. period and uh you know a similar era contemporaries mm -hmm. what, what's your thought on that carrie oh see i think it's probably about your end goal mm -hmm. um if your end goal is to if your end goal is to, to do something specific, like to either create a, a system that is a, a replication of a of a specific um that you want it to be really, really accurate, you probably want to, yes, dig into one manual and dig really, really deep and um maybe look at some contemporary sources to see what bits are missing. Mm -hmm. Um if you're wanting to get more of like a broad overview of all the different um aspects of a weapon or, or several weapons um i think you have to kind of have a look at, at, at different things and it it also is different on depending what time period you're looking at because mm -hmm. if you're looking at sort of some of the medieval stuff big chunks missing so you're gonna have to supplement that with something yeah um Whereas some of the more modern treatises, you've got the whole thing. You've you've got what was handed to the officer and go right here. Here's your squadron of guys. Teach them this. Mm. Um, similarly, I had seen a, a chat that was going around earlier um, about sort of people instructing when they don't know systems, um, and you know, having done a single session and thinking, oh, I, I can teach this entire system without having in, gone and looked at it a bit deeper and looked at it a bit more that would be a scenario in which i'd say nah you need to you need to dig deep on some stuff mm -hmm. um but yeah i think it's going to be it's going to depend on what your end goal is mm -hmm. if, if you want to go to a tournament and win you might want to do lots of broad stuff so you can have lots of things to pick from if you want to get really really good at say gerard small sword mm. like read that book from front to cover look at everything that was around it look at all of that mm. it's probably what you're wanting out of it something i've been thinking about recently this is me getting a bit kind of uh <laughs> philosophical here about hema and it's going to be a topic of a, of a of a podcast actually is are you having fun right you know Mm. you know we kind of think you know you get into to the to a hobby a passion of a sport and art because it, you're enjoying it and then you start yeah. to question am i doing this right should i be focusing on this should i be focusing on that should i be it's like sometimes it's just a question of just follow your heart you know so i really enjoy this one particular book and i'm gonna learn the shit out of it um, mm -hmm. or I really like all of that kind of stuff and I want to find all of, you know, all of the folks that teach that stuff or I just like fighting and I'm just going to do that, you know. Um, I think, you know, I think in a lot of nerdy hobbies there is often a kind of a risk of being a bit gatekeepery and saying, oh, no, that's not how you do HEMA or whatever or you're not, you're not enjoying, you know, your, your hobby correctly. Um, and I think sometimes you do just have to follow your heart and go with what you mm. what you know continues that passion that you initially got into it for. Um, 
couple more questions here in the question box. I think it's tabs again. No palm jet slam. What have been the biggest lessons you've learned as an instructor? I think they're one of the biggest ones that I learned in I've thankfully I don't think I've fallen into it, but like I never want to get too much into my own hype. Um <laughs> like never be too proud to be a student. Like um I have uh, I've been to classes where I'm the most experienced fencer in the room and I'm the instructor and I've also been to similar classes where I'm the student. But I try and not well I might notice it, I'm not gonna try and like you don't want to take over that class because someone else is taking it. Like, you want to give them space to 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 teach and they're going to have something that you you just don't know. Mm -hmm. um, e either a, a very specific minutia that they've noticed that you haven't before if it's something that the two of you do or they could have a completely different system that you've just never seen. Um, so never being too proud to be a student and like adapting to everybody like mm -hmm. as you were you were saying about the the sort of different ways to have fun in HEMA there's there's different ways to learn in HEMA as well mm. and everybody has their own goal and as an instructor I want to find out what that goal is for most people so as I can try and guide them to how they can achieve that and if I can't guide them go okay I, I don't know this I, I've not been able to work this but I know somebody who might let's let's get you talking to so-and-so and see if they they can tell you what you want to know I really like that I mean, I've had people like message me and go, I want to come and join the School of the Sword, blah, blah, blah. I live in Portsmouth or something. Mm -hmm. Or we even had a whole bunch of people like come and train with us and they were like traveling a long way. And I was like, I hate to tell you this, folks, but there's a club in your town. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> you should probably train with them. Uh, but, you know, I really like that. I mean, I, I was trying to pick up on the different learning styles that people have. I find that really important. But what you said about people's goals, I've, you just you just blow my mind, <laughs> Kerry. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to sort of, you know, with each student now, I'm going to sort of try and see what their where their goals are and try and help them on those on those arcs, you know, to mm -hmm. to get to where they need to go. Uh, that's really important because like, I think sometimes you know you have a goal and you kind of assume that everyone's goal is like yours and sometimes it can be a very different goal uh and that's a potential for uh you know friction yeah you know uh, uh, like hang on again back to you're not having fun right uh that's mm -hmm. that's a lot of potential for like misunderstanding I think so if you if you just want to know what this person's goal is and just set them on the right track. Like, I, I can't do that for you, but he can or she can. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Go with them. Uh, that's that's, that's phew, wow, amazing. Um, and, and the thing is as well, like sometimes people don't know what their goal is. They're just like, yeah. I, I just want to have fun. And then it's like, well, okay, what, what are you enjoying? What are you not enjoying? What are you enjoying? Have you tried doing this? Mm. This could help. Or like, it's, it's a fun, it's a puzzle to work yeah. with. I love it, right. Uh, question from Thierry if you were able to carry a sword daily and could carry a small sword or sabre which would it be well I know what I would prefer 
I mean, I I would have to go with with the small sword, even even though the saber was was the 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 favorite child earlier, just the the handy stiletto of death, just to walk around with, and they're so pretty, really lady. Pretty. and they don't get caught on doors, yeah, as much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as much. Until you start, the, the only real mistake is doing the age old, like slinging it over your shoulder and walking around. And yeah, there, there's always somebody, somebody who does that. <laughs> yeah, I, I had the, the did the podcast with Terry and Co last weekend, and um, we had a, just a table of swords in between us. And uh, we were like, yeah, swords. We started off going, swords are so cool. And then after, like halfway through the house, like, swords are really annoying. <laughs> they get caught on everything. Like when you've worn yeah. for, like Jerry said, he had to wear a rapier for a couple of days. I don't think he had to, but he chose to. And just kept bashing into things. Um, yeah, wearing swords is, is really, um, it's really irritating. Uh, style <laughs> for the win, says Jerry. Yeah, I quite agree. Style and convenience. Um, yes. And comfort. Another question in the box. Foxhound 027, where can you get a good small sword trainer? That's a good question. Um, the cheapest option is still, I believe, the Leon Paul do a, a small sword um, starter, effectively. It's like 60 quid, I want to say. Um, your best bet is to cut it down cut the 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 grip down a couple of inches and you can get there's a tool that can um grind the the wire like the sort of thread that you'd screw on that's the the cheapest and quickest option i've seen and then you've got loads of pretty options um out there um for for afterwards but that's kind of a good one just for a starter um and it does it does the job oh, okay. kind of like that about small sword um you can almost oh oh it's, out, it's now 92 wow oh. i was, I was about to point out <laughs> you could you used to be able to pre-pandemic you yeah. could have a full kit of small sword stuff if you were just going to do small sword for about 200 pound and you could be ready to go which like the i feel like the last great thing to try and overcome not the last there's many others but like one of the issues in Hema is it's so expensive sometimes that we're keeping people out because of the expense mm. a small sort was quite nice for that because like for 200 quid versus how much some of us have paid mm. for all of our our starter Hema kit it, it was quite good but yeah that, that's really sad that that's now 92 pound yeah oh, oh. It's still way cheaper than like the layout for longsword or rapier yeah. and all the rest of it. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Last question, I think. Uh, this is from me. What's the best teaching advice um, you could give to someone who's like, because there's a lot of people probably watching this who are uh, considering becoming instructors. So when when you're sort of starting out, what's the best best advice you could give to someone? Always keep learning, learn learn your stuff, and like I said, don't 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 be too proud to be a student, and also just kind of do it. Like it, it, at some point, you, if you're at that age and people are asking you questions and you've got the answers, go for it. Like find a safe and constructive way to do it. You know all all of the usual prerequisites, but. If you want to do it, go for it. it it's great fun. 
It mm. is one of the most enjoyable things I get to do twice a week, um, at least twice a week. And yeah, it's it's fantastic. And the people, the, the community is definitely fantastic and great. Lovely um, people. Yes, all the lovely people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my friend Lizzie, uh, she hasn't taught for a long time now because she's had a baby and there's been a pandemic and stuff. But one of the things that she's she, she said, it's always stuck with me is you don't have to know everything yeah I think we put ourselves under a lot of pressure when we're in that position as the instructor like where we have to be the authority in the room um like you said earlier you may well be like the most experienced person there but don't feel like you have to be uh so if someone comes up and asks you a question like someone might ask you a question here you, you don't know the answer um you can just sort of say to someone, I don't know, but I can look that up and I can come back to you. Or what you said earlier was, I don't know, but that person can answer that question for you. Mm -hmm. There's always, there's always a, someone to refer to. You don't have to know everything. You know the stuff that you know as well as you do, uh, you know, and someone else can benefit from that. So it's, you know, take the pressure off a, a bit, I think, and just in, enjoy it. Like you say, just, just do it. Yeah. um so kerry uh i'm really looking forward to seeing you next weekend uh thank you so much for coming on the show thank you for having me and i'm uh, likewise i'm looking forward to seeing everyone next weekend yay and don't forget folks if you still thinking about it uh, uh by the sword 2022 event for women and non-binary folks takes place in guildford we've got another few hours uh to buy a ticket if you still want to take part thanks so much kerry Thank you. Cheers, bye. And good night. Cheer all. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. To show your appreciation, please give us a five-star review on your podcast platform or support our work by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash swordwomen. Go to at swordwomen on Instagram to see upcoming interviews or visit bythesword.net to learn about our events. Or visit our Facebook page, By the Sword. Our sponsor today is none other than our Patreon members. You folks are bringing swords and HEMA to listeners worldwide, so thank you. To support our work and receive exclusive benefits, visit patreon.com forward slash Sword women.